Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for today and for another opportunity to learn more about you, Lord, together in fellowship, Lord, and communion with you and your spirit, God. We ask that you would minister to each and every person their needs, Lord, that you will bless them as they listen to this podcast and as they participate in it, Lord. We thank you for our our listeners and our partners, Lord, that you're keeping them, Lord, and that you're causing them to flourish and excel. And Lord, we just thank you for blessing this devotional, Lord, today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the book of Acts. And this morning, we're beginning in Acts chapter 2, which is discussing the day of Pentecost and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Well, before we get into the word, though, I just ask that if you are blessed by this message, that you like the episode, that you subscribe on this and any number of our channels and that you also share it with someone else so they first and foremost can can grow in relationship with our lord and savior but also that they too can be blessed amen so mm-hmm. acts chapter two and now can i get a couple of volunteers split it at verse 22 uh we're going to read verses 1 through 39 i will as why all right thank you very much When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues, as a fire, and one set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven, and when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused, because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, with saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And, now, and how is it that we hear, each in our own language, in which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So they're all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? Others mockingly said, They are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, last day says the Lord, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your servants and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my manservants, 
men servants and all my maid servants i will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy i will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the lord and it shall come to pass that those that who and it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the lord shall be saved Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know, him being delivered by the, ter- by the determined purpose and for knowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified, and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. For David says concerning him, I foresaw the the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh will also rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You shall make me full of joy in your presence. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, for he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God was raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this he poured out this which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom we have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises to you and to your children, and to all who are far off, as many as the, the Lord our God will call. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. There's a lot in there. So at this time, we're going to open up the floor to allow you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you. Excuse me. And to... Ask any questions that you have. All right. Okay. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. Okay, so the the last verse caught my attention and also verse 13 where it was um, the people that were listening to Peter's sermon it, as it's titled in, the, in our Bible. And they asked, what should we do? And he said, and Peter was the one that said, repent and let every one of you be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit, right? And then we see in verse 13 before this point that there were... 
there were those in the crowd that were mocking and saying they were full of new wine. And so you see the adversary trying to sow a tear and trying to keep the Holy Spirit from doing what Jesus sent him to do, which is to fill us and to guide us into all truth to show us things to come. Take what was of the fathers and disclose it unto us so that we could take it and then sh share it with others that don't yet have that light on the inside of them. And so it it interests me and it caught my attention that time and time again, we see this throughout the Bible. There is always one person or a group of people that try to sow discord and doubt and unbelief and those that were trying to receive a good gift from God and hopes to sway them away and keep them from the Lord. And we see Jesus always trying triumphing over that because he can't be stopped. And it, we see it today, even in our own government, time and time again, there are things done that should that ought not to be done. And we see the hand of the Lord come and do as he pleases to do and it the plan of the enemy never works but even then there's a part on our there's a place that we have to play a role we've got to do as well the people couldn't just say what are we supposed to do peter gave them the answer now they had to go and do it they couldn't just stand there and just go okay great and expect that things would change for them there is a part that we have to play and our part is just as important as the lord's is and he's already completed his part we've got to complete ours mm -hmm. amen amen and and i like how you brought that up and as he peter exhorts the people right in the last yes. verse he says uh which goes from deuteronomy 29 29 right it says the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. And here's the key, and this is what was left out in Acts, that we may do all the words of this law, which is what? Whatever the Lord our God commands, doing his will, which is his covenant, which is his plan, which is his purpose for us. Ultimately, that yes. is bringing back or restoring the heavenly community, right? As we've covered both in this study next, but also in the study discussing the Lord's house. I was just going to point out, you said that was left out of Acts. And so it was the custom of the time to make reference to a sec yes. section of scripture with the understanding that the listeners knew the full depth of the scripture. So what's mm -hmm. so left out is he was referencing an entire concept and thought from that from that section that you were just making clear. Absolutely, yes. Thank you uh, for that, that clarity, right? Um, I wasn't meaning he left it out as in negated it. Dismissed it. Right. It was uh, this this part of that verse was left out. So, but yes, it was a reference point to help the people understand, which is exactly what Peter was doing in teaching. Hey, no, no, no. Understand this. Get this. What it, what these men, these women and women, right? Because they were both, as we've covered, that were in the upper room, that were now filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit. What was poured out on them, the Holy Spirit, was the exact thing that the Lord spoke about in Joel, right? Yes. And that's what he's, he's so he's teaching the people, proclaiming to them, no, this is that thing that was prophesied long ago. And now we are experiencing it. Right? Yes. And then exhorting them, hey, you need this. You need the Holy Spirit. This is how you receive him. Right? 
Yes. Hmm. We're gonna say honey. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just pondering something else with the Lord, and I'm oh, okay. listening to you as well. What did you want to share? No, go ahead and finish, my love. Uh, that, that was the that was the comment, if you will. Um, if you don't want to share, we'll can open it up back up for. I just want to bring in the uh, inner linear for a quick second. Please there. do, brother. Mm-hmm. I was waiting on it. Yeah. So if we look at um, two two Acts two two there, when it talks about the rushing wind, mm-hmm. the word rushing is a uh, uh, pharaoh. Um, P-H-E-R-O. But um, the definition is kind of interesting, especially in the application here, right? So okay. it's, it's to carry, bear, bring, to conduct, lead, perhaps, to make publicly known. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that, that, that how the words fit, you know, it's, um, the English language is so limiting compared to the Greek and Hebrew and all in that, so we don't get the fullness of it. So specifically, this was a public event. The word used is public as well. Just mm-hmm. thought that was just neat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you see how it, uh, I'll say, correlates back to the garden with Adam and woman and how they walked with the Lord in the cool of the day, which translated back to that cool was that wind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. again, just confirming, the Lord confirming his word that he said in the beginning, where we need to be led and guided by his Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, something that I was kind of reflecting on was, <clears throat> excuse me, how to make this applicable for us as well. Peter's, the Holy Spirit, when he came upon them with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, used his natural gifting, but now it was guided by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We remember in the when Jesus was in his natural ministry, Peter was always the first one to talk and say something. <laughs> but most of the time it, it was met with, get behind me, Satan. You know, it was it was a mixed bag, if you will, of the reaction. Sometimes he said, you are you're the Christ and the Holy Spirit. And Jesus was like, yes, the Holy Spirit revealed that to you. But then you see other times where it's like, no, you don't know the things of God. Stop that. But the Lord took what he had already placed in him to be used and now amplified that with the Holy Spirit and guided it, directed it to now it became an effectual and effective working for the ministry. And so when we see ourselves, yes, we're new creations in Christ, and he's already sowed seeds in us by giving us a, um, a starting place that the Father knows he wants to bring about his fullness later, like to draw his giftings out of us, and the Holy Spirit is what does it. Even Peter, um, just being in the presence of Jesus, didn't bring that out. That wasn't what Jesus was there to do. That's the Holy Spirit's role and why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit to make those um, functions and operations effective. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I just enjoyed that. You know, he, he was, we, we saw him at the end of the, the Gospels being restored. And, you know, we've, we've kind of chuckled about that um, at home, you know, just how God, Peter might have th- thought God was trying to, Jesus was going to, you know, insult him or smack him down. Me? Mm-hmm. You know, give him the give him the burn at the end, <laughs> but he wasn't. He was restoring him so that he could be used, and just the the effectiveness of letting the Holy Spirit operate in us, how it, it glorifies God and is able to accomplish His task. Then also, I was comparing Acts um, two thirty seven um, with Acts seven fifty four. 
So the word was preached here, Peter's sermon to the, the variety of peoples. It's very similar to Stephen's or Stephen's, Stephen's, which one is it? Stephen. Stephen, okay. To Stephen's um, ministering to the Jews. Mm-hmm. And it says in both places they were cut to the heart. There's slightly different words that are used there, um, but they're similar. They're as you're convicted or pricked in the heart. And in Acts 2, 37, they said, what do we need to be, do to be saved? They were convicted by the Holy Spirit in both places. One said, what do I need to do to be saved and repented and had the opportunity to come to Christ and receive the Holy Spirit? And the others committed murder, mm-hmm. gnashed with their teeth, and um, proceeded to kill the man of God there that was preaching to them. As you read um, in Acts chapter 7, verse 59, you see where they stoned him. And I just thought that was very interesting. We know that the Holy Spirit, one of the jobs that he does, in addition to what he does in the heart of the believer, is to convict the world of sin. Not condemn, but convict and say, Mm -hmm. hey, you're outside of me on this. Come in. And then it, it also highlights and lets me know that we have two choices there. You either receive and allow the Lord to do the work, or you reject and try to devour um, the vessel or the, the opportunity that's being presented to you. So I just, what do you guys think about that? I see you're going on it, Dean. You got your inner linear. Are you looking it up? I'm looking up something else. Oh, okay. Yeah, Okay. Anyone? Any well, thoughts on that? Yes. And, Mommy, how you said how um, the ones with Stefan, they were gnashing at him with their teeth and they murdered him. It's like trying to remove the standard, as Dad says. They tried that with Jesus. And Satan thought, aha, if I kill him, he's not going to redeem the earth and I, I've won. But then we read later, if they had known... Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. would ne- they would have never crucified the Lord, Lord of glory. And they even tried it long before uh, Jesus was born. With, uh, and I'd say Satan trying to get Joseph to come away from what he was supposed to do and step out of line with the Lord on that. So now it caused an issue or trying to cut David off early with Saul trying to pin him to the wall so it couldn't come through him because that's where the promise of Christ came through. So we always see that's what the adversary does. He steals, kills, and destroys. And that is to remove the standard and trying to keep you and me and anyone who will follow him away from the Lord and from from keeping them from attaining and being blessed by him and living in his fullness and in his joy and in his peace and everything, every other good thing that he brings. That's just what his job is. We see it today and... Some people, sometimes we do it willingly, cooperate with the adversary, and sometimes we don't. I mean, Mommy, you mentioned Peter. He said, oh, far be it from you, Lord, that you'll never be crucified. And Jesus had to rebuke him and go, no, Satan, get behind me. Because now Peter was going to cause himself to be sifted as wheat and taken away. And the Lord saved him. And the Lord was saving these people here, both in Peter's address and in Stephen's, except one already predetermined that they weren't going to live for the Lord. They, they didn't want to hear it. 
So that's why we see these physical actions of murder. They didn't want a part of God. Hmm. At that okay. time. At that time, some of sure. them may have repented. Sure, sure, because we see um, the apostle um, Paul. Paul come out of there. Hmm? Well, there's there's a mindset issue, right? Yes. Yeah. Because what is it? And so the Amen. you brought up the gnashing of teeth, honey, and. Mm-hmm. We see that, that pretty constant throughout Scripture. And, and as it pertains to the presence of the Lord, and then also in, in judgment, right? That there will be gnashing of teeth, which denotes what? Pain, suffering, agony. Agony, uh, a hatred, an anger, right? But especially pain, exactly. And you see that both in if you really study that out, in people's response and reaction and attitude, their heart towards the Lord, but then when it's too late and they're experiencing the consequences of those actions, attitudes, behaviors, that mindset, that heart Mm -hmm. against the Lord. I always thought gnashing of teeth meant they were snarling. It is a grinding, it is visceral, it is... Hard to visualize. I guess like, ah, I, I thought know. there's like drool coming out from between their teeth or something. I don't know. No, there's, there's lots of ways to look at that. We can probably pull that up in the interlinear, but the, the, it's a bad thing happening to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's when Jesus was talking about one of the servants casting away into the darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a bad place. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 you're, you're, ag- you're constantly agonizing, which is... um. What you were saying, Kamisha, not specifically, but was making me think about the, the, how they were convicted, mm-hmm. how the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. spoke to them in that. And we, um, without getting deep into a social issue, we are living in times where people want to proclaim their own truth. Mm-hmm. We see from judges where every man did what was right in his own eyes. We see in Romans where they were given up to their thoughts um, of a debased mind mm-hmm. because they failed to thank God, That's thankfulness right. being the key part of it. Mm-hmm. So um, as Christians, we recognize that people are not in their right minds. They've, they've made a choice, but they are not in their right minds. So using logic with them is not the appropriate weapon to use. You must seek the Holy Spirit Amen. and allow the Holy Spirit to guide your words. And those words may hurt others, but if they're from the Holy Spirit, then that's okay. If you're making it up or you're deciding what you think somebody needs to hear because of their lifestyle or giving them a piece of your mind. (laughs) Yes. Or because you feel so convicted about something you've done in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, we're talking about them being pierced. Um, Kathasu is the word meant to be pierced, stung, smitten from kata and nuso to pierce thoroughly agitate violently cutting Mm -hmm. i'm sorry to sting to the quick Mm -hmm. so i mean god's word pierces when the holy spirit is speaking to someone especially about their need for repentance which is what we were seeing here it hurts sword is a two-edged sword but let's look at the why And, and and for both aspects why does the word hurt the word can hurt when we have set our mind, our heart, 
against the Lord, mm -hmm. and we are unwilling to deal with something that he says must be dealt with. And you see, it doesn't matter if it's a parent-child, or, right? or in this case, our Heavenly Father and us. Mm -hmm. If we're unwilling to deal with something, yeah, that conversation or those conversations can be painful because he's adamant. This, this needs to change. And he's right, but a, a quick exactly. distinction between hurt and harm. The Correct. Word of God never brings harm. Mm -hmm. He doesn't bring harm to us. It is only for our but good. It can hurt your flesh and your feelings. Our decision can lead to peril and how we determine how we'll receive the word of God. But the word of God doesn't do harm. Love Amen. does no harm to a neighbor. Exactly. There you go. Stamp it. Okay. Because God is love and Jesus is the word. Therefore, the word of God is love. So it does not do harm, but it may hurt your flesh. Amen. Okay. But then let's go back to the other thing you said or brought up, Dean, about they were given over to a, de a debased mind because they did not thank God. But even that, let, let's examine that a little bit. How can you be thankful towards someone for something they did if you don't appreciate or value them? Okay, and here's, here's one more part of that verse. I'll just read it to you. This is Romans chapter 1, verse 21. It says, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. So that's, that's a part of it as well. You have to recognize and glorify him as God. Amen. And it says, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. So you got to acknowledge him as God first. Well, which goes to the thankful. appreciation piece. Mm -hmm. But, but I, th I think there's a... For me, I believe... Mm -hmm. And I, I can't particularly back it up with scripture other than what you were just at with um, that verse that you gave in that they did not recognize God. They didn't, they didn't, they failed to acknowledge God. Right. But in their hearts, they know God. Exactly. That's, Absolutely. that's Romans so, chapter one. Right. Right. Well. But you have to understand mm -hmm. that that's regardless of what somebody says, mm -hmm. if they say there is no God, I don't believe in God, I'm an atheist, whatever, mm -hmm. they're lying to themselves. Amen. Mm -hmm. You don't have to accept their lie. Amen to that. That's Romans but, chapter but 1. They clearly know mm -hmm. there's a God. Absolutely. Because it's made known, right? Is that what you're getting ready to? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, verse 19, it says, because what may be known of God is manifest to them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Right. So they clearly know God is God. And Amen. yet, in the face of that, lie to themselves and mm -hmm. profane God. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, they suffer the cons. Well, they, um, they experience the part of God that nobody really wants to experience. But well, they've made a choice to do that. So even even we talk about harm, hurt, whatever, and, and get mm -hmm. in that. It's it, it's a choice that you put yourself into. So these men, it's here, their choice that leads right, to harm. Right, hurt, hurt, felt mm -hmm. the harm, mm -hmm. felt the hurt. I the mean, hurt, felt the hurt, the hurt, mm -hmm. and said we're going to turn this in the right direction. If you put your hand on the stove because the burner's hot, mm -hmm. and you snatch your hand back, you don't go get a hammer and beat the stove up, right? You go, I need to learn from this. When the stove is hot, I don't put my hand there, right? When God's mm -hmm. giving us instruction. It may hurt a little bit, but we mm -hmm. just take the instruction, make the adjustment, and move on so we don't get hurt by that again. These, the people we're talking about that experience it and want to try to twist it and say, why would God do this or missing the point? They did it. That was their choice. They did it. These mm -hmm. men 
these women, these people, because mm-hmm. we believe they were all there, clearly. Mm-hmm. Certainly the ones in the upper room were mm-hmm. of all make and model, you know. Mm-hmm. As they were, were male and female. That's it. Present. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the um, and different regions, and the people in the crowd mm-hmm. were different regions and mm-hmm. everything as well, mm-hmm. too, right? It's possible. But, but in, yeah. Well, it says oh, yes, from Mesopotamia. Arabs you know, and, you know, talks about right, all the yes, different yes. places they were, the Greeks different dialects and, they were speaking, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. that, yes. But they said, oh, we recognize this. Mm-hmm. And we, we know it lines up. And, of course, then Peter um, gives them the word to back that up as well, too, to help mm-hmm. them understand what they're experiencing this clearly from the word. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. made the right adjustment. Amen. And both, both parties in Acts chapter 2 and in Acts chapter 7 were people. Uh, these were proselytes yes. that were in chapter 2. But in chapter 7, they were the religious people of Israel. They were, huh? Devouts. Okay, they were the, the Pharisees, Sadducees, Sadducees and scribes. Okay, those were the, the leading groups, and these were just the other people that had come to the um, area to, to worship the Lord and that heard the message of the gospel. So both should have known God. One should have maybe known a little bit more about the word than the others. But God is not a, um, he doesn't care about how much scripture you've memorized unless exactly. he's the one that told you to memorize a certain amount. In that case, it becomes about obedience, not about your memorization. Okay. Layla, you had something you wanted to say real quick. But like you mentioned, I found it interesting that even Saul, he didn't have to say, he. I mean, he asked, he said, who are you, Lord? He already knew. Like, exactly. They just made me laugh when I saw that, like, who are you, Lord? Like, you already know who it is. Why are you asking the question? But that was him coming to Christ in that moment, him yes, honoring Lord. him as Lord, because before he had been claiming that he wasn't Lord, because he's too busy murdering people uh, yes, and Lord. holding on to a position. In, in the name of the Lord. Shut up, God. I'm going to help you, God. Right? <laughs> yeah. How does that work out? But we do it in the flesh all the time. So we're about out of time for today, so we're going to have to take a pause. Absolutely. And with that, can we get a volunteer to close in prayer please i will gladly do it all right layla lord we just thank you for today and for your holy spirit lord we thank you for the joy that you have given us in the life god that you have restored us lord that you have made us clean and white as snow lord without spot wrinkle or blemish god mm. we thank you for who you are and that you're god almighty lord and that you watch over us lord that you care for us you provide for us and protect us lord We thank you for all the good things that you have blessed us with, Lord, and the other good things that you're going to bless us with, Lord. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord, that you are keeping them, Lord, and that you are causing them to mature in you, God, that you are blessing them and causing them to excel, Lord. So we just thank you for who you are and what you've done, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. 
Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.